Welcome, awesome listeners, to the New Nudist Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Klein. This is the podcast for people curious about the nudism and naturism way of life. If you've been thinking about trying out nudism, if it's been a bucket list thing for you, then this is the podcast designed to give you what you need to know in order to try it out. If you're already a nudist, this show is for you too. We hope you learn more about the movement and get more out of your nudist practice. Well, hey nudies, on today's show, I want to share with you my experience of doing the World Naked Bike Ride for the first time a few weeks ago. We'll also hear a talk that Susan Kappa did with Eric Shutoff and his son Max. Susan co-founded and helps produce Kids Camp at Cedar Trails uh, in Ohio every year. And Eric and Max work at AANR, the American Association for Nude Recreation. Eric is the executive director and Max works in tech. We'll talk about family nudism from their perspective. All of this coming up next in episode 23 of the New Nudist Podcast. Stick around. The World Naked Bike Ride is becoming a phenomenon. So simply put, it's an organized event where people bike ride naked through the streets together to raise awareness for a variety of issues, most of which center on cycling. The nudity is a way to get attention and to shine a light on those issues. And so I went to the World Naked Bike website, World Naked Bike Ride website, and the wiki to find out a little bit more and learned that it started in 2004 as a peaceful protest. And at the beginning, the message was uh, really protesting against oil dependency, but also celebrating the power and the individuality of the human body. And now the ride encompasses a variety of messages, but does focus on cycling and body positivity. And those messages include bikes over cars. It's the environmental message that started this movement, uh, protesting dependence on oil, the impact of pollution that cars bring, and promoting cycling in general. It also promotes body image and self-awareness. Um, the nudity part of it is also a way to celebrate that that less is more, the right vehicle for the job might be a bike. And uh, there's even a community support aspect of it, uh, you know, supporting local bike shops. Um, there are World Naked Bike Rides around the world in, uh, the website says 70 cities in 20 countries. And um, just a smattering of, of cities where this shows up, Melbourne, Sydney in Australia, Brussels, in Canada, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Helsinki, Finland, Cork, Ireland, Guadalajara, Mexico City, Amsterdam. In the UK, uh, there's a big one in London, but 16 other cities and towns in the UK have a World Naked Bike Ride. And um, in the US, uh, you, you'll find it in Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Columbus, Ohio, Boston, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Austin, Houston, New Orleans, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, and of course, Los Angeles. It's a non-sexual all-ages event, although children are encouraged to wear underwear or bathing suit bottoms if they participate once they start the ride in most cities. Um, and you see all body types. I saw um, kids riding with their grandfather and... Um, it just it was a wide range of ages and body types. It was, it was really beautiful. Often riders paint their bodies or paint slogans on their bodies. I had uh, normalized nudism on my pack for the ride. Uh, and it's not just bikes, actually. I saw scooters, skateboards, rollerblades, 
uh, one of those unicycle things. Um, the World Naked Bike Ride has been a thing on my bucket list ever since I heard about it. And coming out of COVID, I decided that this was the year I was going to ride nude through the streets of Los Angeles. The ride took place on June 25th, 2022, and was organized by the Nonlanded Club's Naturists in the OC and Southern California Naturist Association with support from Anner and the Naturist Society and a group of very committed and very patient volunteers. Um, I'll be talking with the head of the Naturists in the OC about this and Nonlanded Clubs in general in an upcoming episode, and we'll hear sort of what it's like to put it on. Uh, but in this ride, body positivity and promoting social nudity was a strong message along with uh, the message of cycling. There were two rides, one longer one in the morning, which I did, and then a shorter one in the afternoon. And uh, the organizers worked with LAPD and officers actually rode with us in their uniforms on their motorcycles to keep things flowing. I have to say they were terrific and supportive and um, just made it all very safe for the riders and they would stop traffic and let us go by. It was, um, they were tremendous, uh, to work with. I got to the ride early in the morning and parked, uh, coincidentally next to Linda, who is a nudist activist that I hadn't met before, but that I follow on social media. She goes by the blonde giraffe on Twitter and other social media. Um, you'll hear actually more from her in an upcoming episode. And so, we, um, we met, chatted for a little bit, got a photo, and uh, headed to the body painting station. And after I got my normalized nudity message painted on my back, you can see um, that message on Twitter, because <laughs> I posted my first ever nudie picture on the internet. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of an event for me. And uh, I interviewed a few other writers as we prepared for the ride. And, and here are those interviews. Hey, we are here at the World Naked Bike Ride Los Angeles, and I'm here with Linda Weber, the blonde giraffe. Uh, you'll hear her in an upcoming show, but um, here to talk about the World Naked Bike Ride. Now, this is my first World Naked Bike Ride. Linda, you've, you've done this a couple times, right? This is my second with my husband, and it is great. And it looks like it's going to be bigger than last year. And it's, it's like a gorgeous day here. Uh, there are all sorts of body shapes, all ages. It's, uh, it's kind of what I expected it to be. What, what have you enjoyed about doing this in the past? I think it's great as you're riding through Los Angeles and people are waving and cheering you on and they really understand and it, I think it normalizes nudity and I, I, that's one of the, the great things is everybody, it's just not you riding, it's you're cheered on by everybody. Do you think, do you think that this does help uh, advance the cause of social, you know, accepting social nudity? I think it does because I think pe when people see it and they see that everybody's riding and it's a big social event, I think it just kind of eliminates the stigma of uh, being nude. And I would say most people are so you know uh, embracing of it that I think that it, it does. I think it's a, a positive way. And I would imagine you know the fact that we're out there riding naked in the streets, but not being sexual, and we're riding with you know people who could be grandparents, and we're riding with kids, and we're riding with people just kind of being naked. Um, I would think that that would help. Don't does? Do you think so? 
Absolutely. In fact, it's one of those things that if you're riding your bike along there, you could just join in. Just take your top off or you don't even need to. You could just ride, you know, with us. It's not anything that is, you know, scary or, you know, we don't want you to be with us. It's just it's something that everybody can embrace. This has been a bucket list thing for me. I've wanted to do this ever since I heard about it. And for one reason or another, it just never happened. But um, I'm thrilled to be doing it now. And I guess the question is, if, if there's somebody thinking about doing this, if there's a woman out there thinking about doing this, it's kind of been on her bucket list, but a little afraid of it, what would you say to her? I would say join in. I mean, everybody's going to be so positive, and you're gonna, they're going to embrace you, and it's not going to be scary. You're with a bunch of people, and it's just one of the, the best things you can do is be socially nude. How weird is it to be naked on a bike in Los Angeles? How long are you? does it feel weird to you? I think once you take your top off and you see everybody else's that, you don't even feel, you know, you just feel part of the group, and no, you don't. And yeah. nobody's going to point and stare. Everybody's going to just be happy that you're here. So I would say yes. And cheering you on. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Linda. I look forward to riding with you. All right, Scott. All right, we're here at the World Naked Bike Ride, and I am with... Toby. Toby. Mike. Mike. Hank. And Hank. Uh, how many of you, how many of you uh, is this your first, or have you done this before? This is my first. First all around? <laughs> first oh, all first around? Row, first yeah, row. This is my first, but I've taken my uh, partner here uh, two years in a row. Oh, wow. Okay, so you've, you've come here, but you haven't ridden here. Yeah, always drop them off and then pick them up afterwards. <laughs> so what made this the year that you would actually get nude and, and, and ride? Uh, well, I just feel a lot more uh, uh, interested in the event just having seen it happen a couple times. Uh, and then also... Uh, just wanting to express myself, uh, especially in a time when uh, expression seems to be uh, somewhat uh, in danger. Yeah. How about you? And it's Toby? Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike, Mike. Yeah. Sorry, Toby. All right, Mike. Uh, how about you? Why, why, why today? Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I like biking. I like being out supporting people. I like being naked. You know, being naked and bike riding, that's something that you don't normally do. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it just seemed like a fun thing to do. And Toby, how about you? How about you? Why, why are you here today? Well, my main reason is because it's like a array of body positive environments that have a bunch of people who are just trying to be free and have a good time. And uh, that sounded very appetizing, so I thought I'd tag along. What do you think riding today uh, is going to mean to people who might be watching us? What do, you, do you think we're going to... What's the impact? Honestly, I'm not too sure, but I'm hopeful that seeing people ride uh, and a large group will help normalize at least a little bit of you know, being nude and just being more natural um, and also support the message of riding a bike to save gas because that's awesome. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Have a great ride. Definitely. All right. Now we are here with... Carol. Carol. And Bud. And Bud. Now, is this is your first world naked bike ride is that right that's right yes. but you're not new to nudism right this oh, is no we've been i've been naked since about 12 i figured it out <laughs> <laughs> winning you've been winning is what you've been doing yeah yeah how about you Carol? ah uh, let's see the first time i went to a nudist resort was glen eden in corona and once i got my shorts off i loved it and now you've been nudist <laughs> for a while funny. Why Why the naked bike ride today? For fun. Just <laughs> we, for fun. We just found but out about it a few weeks ago. To support nudity. Yeah. And how do, you yeah. think this, how do you think this helps support to normalize nudity? 
our bodies are normal. <laughs> yeah, I, I think letting other people see us naked in a regular environment, they're gonna think, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's why. Just letting people see us naked, right? Enjoying ourselves in a what would otherwise be a textile environment. Yeah, and they see us free. in a non-sexual way. I mean, there are you know, you two are don't look to be 22 years old. Um, <laughs> Damn! I know, I know. <laughs> this is Southern California, but still. <laughs> but uh, but you know, you're seeing you're seeing older people here. You're seeing younger people. You're seeing all sorts of body types um, in yeah. a non-sexual way, right? right. And, and is you know, so what what do you hope that people seeing us riding today take away from this? That there's nothing unusual about a naked body, yep. and we're comfortable in our own skin. Everyone and be I love way. being out in nature. You know, this is, well, this is this big city. Yeah. But it's just so nice to be able to get out in nature and do a naked hike or go swim in a pool and not have to worry about the wet bathing suit. Yeah. Go jump in the ocean. Yeah. There's some beautiful places in California. Well, hopefully people will see us today and, and be inspired to give it a shot. So Great. Thank you both. I hope great. you have a great ride. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. All right, I'm here with Billy, and you look amazing. You have this amazing blue, like, spiky mohawk, and it's it looks awesome. So okay. it, how many times have you done this uh, World Naked Bike Ride? Uh, this is my fifth one. Fifth one. What made you want to try it the first time? Well, I'm into cycling, and I'm also into nudity, so I figured, hey, let's do them together. So I made sure to get, the first one, I'm like, I made sure to take off work, you know, ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like two of my favorite things. And what did you, how did, how did it go the first time you did it? Now, this is my first time, so I don't know what to expect. So. Uh, went okay, except for I got a little bit sunburned. Oh, no. Because I, I forgot, I didn't think about bringing sunscreen, because <laughs> since I'm from L.A., I just, I'm like, oh, wait, we're going to be out here. So after the third hour, luckily I keep a bottle in the car, so I'm like, after the first one we came back, I'm like, okay, sunscreen, a little okay. late, but... <laughs> The next four, you, the next three, you didn't, you, you did not forget. Oh, make sure to keep a couple bottles. All right, for keep a couple bottles. What do you, uh, what do you hope people will take away from this? Not uh, the people, both the people riding, and then the people who see us. Uh, body positivity, bo- body positivity. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you do you feel like the? What do you think it's going to take away for the people riding? I mean, for the like the new people who have done it for the first time, like me. Uh, hopefully, it's an enlightening and empowering experience. You know, also, um, you know, you get that sense of freedom and stuff. Yeah. And do you, um, if there's somebody you, you think is listening to this podcast, thinking about trying it next year, been like a little nervous thinking, oh my gosh, I can't be naked in downtown LA. What, what would you say to them? I would say go for it because, you know, you only live once. <laughs> and also, uh, since they get the permits and stuff, it's one of the few times you could actually be legally naked in, in downtown LA. Yeah. And super fun. Hey, Billy, thanks so much. You're, you're have welcome. A, have a great ride. You too. Hey, I am with Zoe. Zoe, is this your first World Naked Bike Ride? Yes, it is. What made you want to do this? Um, Thomas and his roommates all do this. And um, I grew up here and now I want to bike around naked here. Have you ever, uh, is this your first experience with social nudity or is this something you've done before? I'm a, I am often naked in, the, in my theater performances, but um, this is my first time doing it in like in a pedestrian setting. Yeah, where you're not like on stage or in a, in a, in a theater artistic situation. Uh, what we, what do you, how's it feel so far? We're in it's the great. parking lot. It's great. It's hot and it's nice to not wear my clothes. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, what, it's a bunch of new, different types of bodies and it's, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, what do you hope that people will take away from seeing 400 naked people ride through downtown Los Angeles? I don't know. I've heard that the reactions are really fun to watch, but... Um... So what do you, what do you think... Um, what do you hope that people take away from seeing 400 of us ride oh, naked through downtown LA? I mean, I think it's a really um, turbulent time, especially when it comes to like the body and people's autonomy and what they get to do with it. So I, I hope that people are sort of empowered by seeing people choosing to be naked. Awesome. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Have a great ride. Thanks. You too. Stop. So how was it? For me, I have to say I loved it. There were 400 riders, you know, somewhere around there of all body types riding nude through the streets of LA. And mostly we were cheered on by people in the streets and in the cars we rode by. So many people honking, hanging out the windows, cheering us on. I was only told, I, I got told I was going to hell only once. So that that's a win. Uh, but most people I have to say were su extremely supportive um, as we were riding through Chinatown, these little Asian grandmas waved and took videos. It was so cute. Um, it felt very supportive and very freeing. And I have to say, it, you know, riding naked through the streets of LA, not something I would feel comfortable doing as a solo rider, but riding in a group of a hundred, you know, hundreds of riders, it felt safe and surprisingly normal. Um, I'm so glad I did it. And if you have a chance to do this in a city near you or to travel to one, I'm kind of like would love to do the World Naked Bike Ride in, L in uh, London someday. Uh, I encourage you to give it a try. So you'll find links to the World Naked Bike Ride site in the show notes uh, where you can find an upcoming ride, hopefully near you. If you have listened to the last couple shows, you'll know that I'm a big supporter of the kids camp in Ohio uh, for naturist and nudist kids that uh, Cedar Trails puts on every year. And uh, this year's kids camp was held at the end of June and they hosted 34 campers, ages five to 17, were supported by 22 staff and seven counselors in training. Their GoFundMe raised over $7,000 for scholarships and other support for the week. So thank you to all of you who gave to this effort and helped make this science-focused nudist experience possible for kids who otherwise wouldn't be able to participate. The programming included science experiments, volleyball, yoga, art projects, and it was a chance for nudist kids to be with other nudist and naturist kids, um, something really rare these days sometimes. According to Susan Kappa, who co-founded Kids Camp and is one of the leaders uh, and producers of the camp. This camp year was just a huge success. Susan has set up the GoFundMe page for scholarships for next year's Kids Camp already. Uh, so you'll find a link to those uh, link to that in the show notes. And I do encourage you, if you haven't given or even if you have, uh, to help help uh, help produce next year's Kids Camp and make those uh, experiences possible for next year's kids. This camp, uh, this year's camp included visits from the executive director of Anner National, Anner Midwest, and the Anner Education Foundation. And Susan had a chance to speak with Eric Shutoff, who is the executive director of the American Association for Nude Recreation, Anner, 
and his son, Max, who works on the technical side of things at Anner. And they got to talk about what they were seeing at kids' camp, uh, family nudism, and what family nudism has meant to their family. So here is Susan's interview with Eric and Max. Well, greetings. My name is Susan Kappa, and I'm one of the main facilitators of Kids Camp at Cedar Trails Nudist Resort in Peebles, Ohio, and we're going on our 11th year. Rick Sloan, who originally came to me with this idea of starting a youth camp, is out doing his science classes with the kids as we speak, so he won't be involved in this interview. I do, however, have with me Eric Shutoff, Executive Director and Legal Counsel for AANR National and his son Max from the Anner Headquarters. And you know, they have driven 900 miles from Kissimmee, Florida just to take in the activities happening at Kids Camp 2022. Now, Anner has been a consistent supporter of our camp and we're extremely delighted for them to check out what we are all about. I have been told that you really can't grasp all that we do here at Kids Camp without being here for the experience and seeing it for yourself. So, Eric, what are your first impressions of Kids Camp? Susan, the Kids Camp experience has just been incredible for Max and I. The wealth of talent that has gone into putting the staff together and all of the backgrounds that they have as well as the many activities that the children and their parents are going to do throughout the week to experience some of that firsthand. They have come from so many different places, and I think that's what stays with you. Mm -hmm. There are families from Texas. There are families in Nebraska. And, of course, we're up from Florida. So, so many miles covered, so many different families and people from all walks of life who've come to make this together. And I will add to that, that we have families with some that have five kids that they bring with them. So that that's a big undertaking for some of those people that come so far away. It is. I think you have nearly 40 youth in, in residence this week. Mm -hmm. And that's just, again, an incredible statement to how much the camp has grown in the 11 years you've built it. Yes, it, it has. Rick. Rick and I have worked really hard and with our staff, they have just been amazing. These volunteers don't get paid. They come and they do it because they enjoy it. And some of them, their kids have aged out of the program. So they just come back because they like us. So that's really, that is really, really cool. So uh, what has been a surprise about the curriculum and the infrastructure that you see around you? Well, as far as the curriculum goes, I think you're instantly impressed with how sophisticated it is for these young people. I mean, if you go to the nature and science sessions, they have microscopes set up where they're not only looking at slides, but they're projecting them onto computer screens so that all of the people taking part, you know, can see what's on a microscope live. They are studying rocks that actually have fossil formations in them. And yesterday they were actually actually out looking at stones in creek beds and finding these fossil uh, stones in the Ohio area. You've also got people that are teaching them art who have been lifelong art teachers and from all the walks of uh, academia that I think 
that has left most of the impression with me is how sophisticated the things they're learning this week are. Mm -hmm. I'll also add to that, um, we do have in our program a yoga instructor that takes the groups and according to the ages, she, she will work with the kids for yoga. And then we do have a volleyball program that is separated into age groups. We have volleyball coaches and it's really fun to see the little ones try to play volleyball. What, what is impressive is that they're actually teaching them um, skills that you need for volleyball. They're just not hitting the ball around. And then of course it goes up to the, um, to the older group, which can learn more of the special skills that you need for volleyball, which that, that's a big thing in the nudist community. So I'm kind of glad to see that. Oh yes, definitely. And some critical life skills too. Mm -hmm. I know Rick has spent quite a bit of time in sessions talking to them about um, life skills that are important to growing up. So it's just uh, widely varied by some superbly qualified staff. Okay, good. All right, so for a cute story, one of our service projects this year, which we always do a service project for Cedar Trails, was to extend the playground area. Now our staff went ahead and framed out the area and they put down the weed control. And then we scheduled a time for 34 kids to spread 40 50 pound bags of blue rubber mulch. Eric, that was a pretty crazy project, wasn't it? It was definitely crazy. It was amazing to watch it because you've got all of these, um, you know, in some cases, pint-sized worker bees working dedicated, in some cases, two or three carrying a bag, opening those bags up and spreading that mulch out. And also learning the importance of giving something back for, for the camp mm -hmm. that's made it possible for them to meet. They want to do a good turn and, and return that. And Rick spent some time telling them about why it's important uh, to do that. The other thing that stuck with me is that uh, by having a part in setting that playground into place and expanding the size of it, they can look in future years at what they've done, but have more respect for what they've put in, um, as, as Rick spent time explaining to them too, why we care for that playground, because it took work to put it in place. Yeah, that that's true. And that playground, by the way, was donated, uh, I think we're on our third year of the playground by one of the kids camp, kids camp families. Let's ask Max now, who is 21, by the way, to share his thoughts. First, I want you to relate about growing up in a nudist family, what that's really like. When did you realize it wasn't quite the normal family dynamics, how it shaped your values and the way you look at life? Well, I would, I would not say that it's uh, not quite the normal uh, family dynamics. It's all, it's all the same. There's not, there's not any differences. We, we have, you know, our, our classic Thanksgiving dinners and we have our, uh, uh, we, went to church every Sunday and everything. Um, but it, it helped us. Um, I think it helped us stay a little bit closer as we became, uh, as we all became adult age. Um, it definitely helped all of our, uh, bo body positivity. Um, and it's, it's just a great thing that happened. It's just great. Awesome. Well, that's, that's a, that's a really, really neat, neat thoughts and really neat way to bring up your, your children, which is what we're trying to promote here at Kids Camp.
And uh, Max, I heard that you were working for Anner. Um, tell us what you do for the association. Yeah, so I uh, do uh, mostly uh, technical assistance uh, with many things. I uh, do mostly odd jobs around the office, uh, sort of. I set up uh, printers and I uh, set up uh, Zoom meetings on online uh, for our uh, conventions. I, uh, I'm also sort of an assistant to my father. Uh, whenever we're on uh, trips and everything in order to uh, keep him straight. (laughs) And he Uh, does keep me straight. He keeps my paperwork in hand mm -hmm. and makes sure that I don't leave from one session to the next without what we need. He's constantly doing that. And of course, keeping your directions while driving. (laughs) Keeping my directions while driving and keeping me awake. So, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I could see that, you know, just by observing you two this week. So that that's that's great that you work with your dad that closely. And um, so so, Max, when you see this large group of kids together, what are your first thoughts and what have you observed by being here at Cedar Trails? Well, I think it's uh, it's all great for the kids. I know I um, I never went to anything particularly just as amazing as this uh, when I was a kid, but I remember all of the experiences that I had uh, at uh, clubs and uh, beaches with uh, kids my age, and uh, you know I remember all of those. So I think these I think it's great that these kids will have memories like that and. I think a lot of the stuff of, of the views of this, uh, of some of the trails and everything, I think will stick with a lot of them. Another thing I like is um, it helps with uh, some of the uh, etiquette and s- removing some of the um, the uh, questions of it w- in later in life uh, mm-hmm. that people will have because if somebody says if somebody they meet uh, doesn't quite know what nudism is all about, what wholesome family nudism is all about. Some They can say later in life, um, well, no, I went to a, uh, I went to one as a child and uh, it was a great experience for me. It was great. So I think, I think that's fantastic for them. Okay. Awesome. Well, Max and Eric are not ones to sit by and just kind of disappear into the woodwork. They have both immersed themselves in lending a hand wherever we needed it. I've seen both of them uh, handing out French toast and uh, eggs and and bacon and sausage this morning for our uh, for our, our meal plans, and they understand that an effort this size takes a lot of volunteer hours. So, Eric, as the executive director of Anner. What would you like to say to our our staff and the impact that they are making on these young nudists? Well, the first and most obvious is to thank them very, very much. They have given up a week and in some cases much more than a week to be here of their valuable time and vacations. They've lent their talents. They have done jobs in some cases that are, you know, no one would necessarily embrace having to do to make the camp work. They uh, have invested of themselves so much. So the first thing is we really thank them and we thank them for being parents who have brought their children to participate in the camp also. Uh, Anna 
is deeply appreciative, and so is the Midwest region in which this camp is taking place. So the, the most important thing is thank you, and to remind them that they're helping to make memories, as Max said, it stays with you for a lifetime, what these young people are, are going through and, and learning. That, those are memories that will last a very long time and be critical to the future of this association. Well, I know I personally appreciate, and also Rick Sloan does, the fact that Anner supports the family's nudist lifestyle. And that includes Anner Midwest and the Anner Education Foundation. So how important is the inclusion of programs such as Kids Camp towards the future of nudism as a whole? It, it is critical, as I see it as an executive director, because we're not just planning for the next few years. We have to think about in, into the far future. Anner celebrated its 90th anniversary just last year. If we're going to be in the 100th year and beyond, we are going to need people who can manage clubs in the future. And I, I know, Susan, that you've managed the nudist club before. Mm -hmm. We're going to need people who serve on region boards and then on the Anner Board of Trustees. That talent often comes from folks who have been through an experience like this youth program. In prior decades, there were some youth programs where we now have members of the region boards or presidencies, officer positions, who had experience as young people in serving leadership in a camp like this and then go from there to, to serve with the association. It's critical. That, that brings up a good point because not only do we serve the young kids from 5 to 17, but we do have a counselor and training program that kids who have graduated from kids camp can come back and do some of the uh, work that the staff may not have time for. They're a second set of eyes. They have their own talents they bring to the program. And through the generosity of one of our families, they're given a scholarship towards their further education. So, so I, I'm very happy about that, that we're getting a program from, for people, for kids, not kids, young adults from the age of 18 through 22. So that, that's been a secondary part of our program, which just happened, you know, it just evolved and that is so exciting for us. So I, I will share also that the Anner staff in Kissimmee has been very, very supportive. We use their resources such as the bulletin and that's given us an opportunity to ask for sponsorships for our program. And the Anner community has responded wholeheartedly. I, I just can't say enough of how many people have, have donated and given to our program, which honestly, we wouldn't be able to continue forward had they not they not given um, their time, their effort, and their their sent in their pledges. Well, I think that's about ends our conversation together. And I want to thank you both for being interested and engaged with Kids Camp, because without Anner and the community that it represents, we could not continue. So thank you very much. Glad to do it, Susan, and thank you for thank the opportunity to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks to Susan Kappa for her interview with Eric and Max Shutoff. You'll find the link to the GoFundMe uh, page for scholarships for next year's Kids Camp in the show notes. I hope you'll consider joining me to help ensure the future of nudism. Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. We have more episodes to come. Please do reach out to me and tell me what you think about the show. I really like hearing from you all. And uh, if you're relatively new to nudism and willing to share your story on this podcast, I want to hear from you. You can reach out to me at newnudistpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you today uh, with a quote that I don't find attribution for, but I have to agree to with it. A nudist is simply a human being without artificial additives. I'm Scott Klein. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great naked day. Thank you.